Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. second half very very interested in the lady in the back playing wordle i can see it in your glasses okay no, that's fine um oh my god welcome back welcome back you might have noticed Hi. i put my hair up because i'm not i'm not gonna be a messy bitch this episode <laughs> how are you guys feeling yeah i feel great Thank i just want to say bristol <laughs> question brizzle can we call you brizzle or can only no only bristol <laughs> people you know what i wanted to check where the line was i won't say that again i don't have your consent <laughs> wow that was a hard no as well <laughs> thank you thank you for showing us um, <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen welcome to drunk women solving crime it's a true crime podcast with a twist Yes. There we go. Love that. Particularly for the people that have never heard of us. <laughs> Who, to be fair, have returned. Thank you. <laughs> it means a lot. It really does. <laughs> um, well, I think we feel warmed up enough, I think. Mm. I mean, I've said that for the whole fucking audience. I think we're all just having a great time. So, uh, I think we'll bring on our um, guest for this episode. So, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for comedian Sarah Bonetto! <laughs> Yay! Sarah! I, did, I brought my bag. It, it either looks like I don't trust anyone, or I'm like a little nana with the bag. Should I, should I do the whole show with it sat on my knees? <laughs> I remember the war. I don't. I'm going to leave it up to the audience to judge which one of those two things I am. Oh, the, the I jury's love a out. In the lap. I love a bag in the lap. Yeah. Shall I? Yeah, I don't want to let you down. Only if you feel cut. Oh, do you I, want them to I vote now? It. And then I you have to it. keep it on your lap if they oh. vote for that one. Oh, okay. Do you think I don't trust you? <laughs> <laughs> it's that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sarah has also come dressed as me, which is a bit creepy. And also, genuinely, so, oh, yeah, we can't reference the last show. 
We can. We're all here. Okay. So, and also, this is an audio medium thing. It's a problem. Okay, I was just going to talk about your hair. Because the last show, you noticed the difference, right? It was like flowing and stuff. Especially when you did your hair flick, right? (laughs) I did my hair in in really tight braids because I was going to undo it and have like long, like ringlet perm kind of 80s hair, which I'm not saying that's what yours look like. But (laughs) we have the same top and I would have had the same hair. And I'm like, is that too much? It's single white female. It's single white female. (laughs) (laughs) A reference only half of you get, but thank you. (laughs) All the 20-year-olds Googled that, and it's fine now. (laughs) Well, this plot sounds horrible. It's it's not going to hold up well, is it? It's not. It's not. Sarah, on this podcast, we ask one question. Have you ever been the victim of a crime? So many times. (laughs) I see crime, and I put myself in the way of it. Um, Once, this is one of my my big ones, um, I became part of this, like, Royal Mail fraud syndicate wait i oh, no wait i didn't do it <laughs> sorry what no. that is a bold no, opener i mean i suffered at the hands of it oh <laughs> it's panto season babies now um basically i've never heard of this but okay so you know when you order a new card or your bank's like it's time for a new card and you're like i don't even want one but okay um and then they say it'll arrive like whatever you, you're gonna get a new card um, but I was never told about this new card because they decided it's coming and it's just coming in the post. And you're like, oh, oh can I pick it up at the branch? <laughs> no, because, like, that, because why? Or because something bad could happen, like someone could collect your card. And I'm like, <laughs> no, only me. I'd use ID. And they're like, no, no, too dangerous. <laughs> the alternative is um, someone from Royal Mail intercepts your card. That's what it's called, interception. They <gasps> took my card. Never even arrived. I didn't know I was... Actually, at this time, I didn't know I was waiting for a card. Yeah. My card just stopped working. And I was like, that's so weird. And it was like a couple of minutes to 5 p.m. on a Friday. And I was like, shit, oh. just in case this is a problem, I'll run straight into the branch. And I ran in and they were like, let's just check. Have you been to Sports Direct like oh. loads today? <laughs> and the whack oh. thing is, they spent so many thousands of pounds really quickly on my card. But... It was at Sports Direct. <laughs> it was at Greg's. <laughs> like 50 quid at Greg's. No. Oh. What can that, you buy? That is that a lot of sausage rolls. It's all. like so many yum yums. <laughs> <laughs> or like one really big. Do you know, maybe they, they were having a contest to see if their friends could tell the difference between the vegan and the sausage rolls. Yeah. <laughs> And they needed lots for the contest. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, oh, they're good people. It's like a science <laughs> experiment. Oh, I That's what it now. was. But then they went buck wild. They went into, like, all the phones. They must have been on a high street. I can't, maybe Oxford Circus. I can't remember. But, like, I had all the statements, and they showed me where they'd gone within, like, a few hours. They'd gone to EE. They'd gone to O2. They'd gone to all these brands. Oh. And they'd signed up for a contract <gasps> for the latest iPhone. Ooh. Now, when you sign up for a contract, you're like, oh, I got this two grand iPhone, but left the shop. I just paid 100 quid, right, to set up yeah. the contract. Remember this. <laughs> They've got my card intercepted from the post, so they know my home address. Yeah. So they're setting contracts up to my home. It looks like it's me. Oh, Plus, no. they sign the card in their own penmanship. So they're signing, like, a legit autograph, oh, but it ain't no. me, but it looks like it's me. Yeah. yeah. So they shut that shit down, but these people just kept going. Wow. It was wild. Like, they kept going to these, sh- like, Sports Direct. Come on, guys. <laughs> so, like, so even with the card cancelled, they kept going? Yeah, it stopped, like, later that night, but Barclays... So I didn't want to name and shame the bank, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was Barnation Bar- West? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a lot about libel, but I'm pretty sure that was fine. <laughs> also because banks are such nice guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they want to tarnish their reputation. Um... <laughs> So, no, they basically covered it all. They were like, well, it obviously wasn't you. And I'm like, well, looked at me and thought, she doesn't like Greg's. Well, I do. Joke's on them. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's a vegan, in case you're wondering. Um, <laughs> it, but, yeah, so they went buck wild. And then later on, so all this went through, um, like, a, spec- a specific, like, fraud department. Oh, yeah. Um, and the Met Police were involved. And Ooh. they were like, oh, there were loads of cards intercepted from oh. the Royal Mail. So it's people who worked at the Royal Mail. Again, Ooh. I don't want to tarnish... 
the reputation of Royal Mail people, just those one or two people who intercepted cards and then went mental at fucking yeah. JD Sports and Sports Direct and Greg's and Primark. Like, guys, oh, man. Like, love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, to me, it sounds like they're supporting the high street. <laughs> Again, really great guys, the high street. <laughs> yeah. Screw the independents. Are you yeah. telling us in the order that they went on the spree as well? Because it's such strange choice. Like, because the, the mobile phone thing sounds very clever. It's, it's like well, genius. I, and then you sell them off for a grand each, whatever. Yeah. But first, I need some fucking mushroom <laughs> like slices, right? Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? We started Sports Direct so I can run. <laughs> You, oh, the giveaway was they bought sprinting shoes. Yeah. And so aerodynamic goggles. <laughs> the feet are running, but the eyes are swimming. <laughs> I can drink a really big cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, after all that, they had to, like, chill. With a yum-yum, a really big one. I like that they commissioned Greg's. If you had unlimited money, you would Wowzers. do shit like that. Just like, hey, Greg's. So... Like There's a sausage steak bake, but huge. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me the Gregs have morals that they wouldn't compromise their like strict menu, that their set menu. They would go if you showed them the money. Yeah, they would break from the menu. Yeah, if they saw if they saw a fifty pound note, they would. <laughs> <laughs> they go bonkers. What is this? Give her the shop. They'd let you in the bakery. Is there a bakery yeah. though? Come on. <laughs> They'd let you out the back. They would. They go. They, we got a VIP. <laughs> I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> I just. I'm just like. Can we get this done quickly so I can have a fucking steak bake? But sorry. Go on. Go on. So. Oh, I've long since forgotten what I was going to say. <laughs> no. So I mean, Sarah, we ask one question on this podcast, and we ask like, what would you say to that person now? So this person running fast and loose down the high street <laughs> with goggles. So no flies get in their eyes. Full of pastry and gravy. Mm. Mm. What do you say to that sexy beast? <laughs> Will you? Say, aren't you married to him? Marry me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Do what? you come with the goggles? <laughs> That's such a meat cute. Just a postman and a piece of mail. <laughs> is that an oversized yum yum in your trousers? <laughs> Crystal, I'm so sorry. <laughs> It'd be so sad knowing my luck. He'd be like, it's an oversized yummy. <laughs> I don't see you that way. We'd just be friends. <laughs> oh, <fuck>! Not again! <laughs> um, no, I, if I met him uh, shortly after proposing to him, <laughs> I would then say, like, seriously, try hard. Like, value yourself and yeah. buy better shit. Yeah, crime better. Like, crime better. Like, yes to the iPhones. I get it. You started on a high, but you ended on a low. You ended on a low. What? Timpson's locksmiths? <laughs> what? Like, four key rings? Like, like, just go, I just, you know, Poundland? Just, I'll give you a Poundland. And, uh, yeah. and then I'll bring it around. Before that goes much further. See, this fascinates me. Where is the first place you would go if you stole a credit card? Oh, nice. To turn myself Katie. I know. I actually, you're right. You should boo that. No, that's so you know what would be really cool if this whole podcast you've been running it for hundreds of episodes it's all just a long con to actually teach people about crime and that it doesn't pay and it's yeah. just all leading up to this moment where Katie goes you shouldn't do crime yeah, yeah you we should turn yourself in I get really earnest at around 206 episodes <laughs> hey guys I know what you're thinking crime is sexy and cool so is drinking <laughs> But guess what? <laughs> That's that never going to happen. just went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, I don't want to... I'm going to open this, and I know, I know it's going to create nervous. a frisson oh. in the should room. I, should oh, I open it? Katie, you open it. I think it's going to be okay, but be careful, because that might go in your face. Uh, no, or we've my done face. This. I haven't started it. <laughs> okay. Way! Oh, Katie, well Ooh, done. That was a lot. Pour nice. it, please, please. 
Well, um, ladies and gentlemen, are we ready to solve another true crime? <laughs> okay. So today we are discovering, discovering, fucking hell. This, <laughs> this is going to be amazing. See you at midnight, guys. <laughs> we are discussing a case that created a media sensation back in 1925 in Perth. Australia. Oh, I've heard of that place. We've got a murderer in. <laughs> we got someone from Perth. Yes, I, I lived in Perth for ten years. Oh, she lived in Perth ten years. If we need any Perth facts, we're coming straight to you. Uh, we also have an Australian on the panel. I don't know if you noticed. We're actually cousins. <laughs> People, they always assume, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know someone off Neighbours? Well, yes, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> Can we challenge this lady in the um, audience? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Who do you know off Neighbours? <laughs> <laughs> My friend Madeline played Nurse D. Woo! Okay, one or two. But I'll tell you, you'll all remember her if you know that she was the one who was married to Toadfish. <gasps> and she, on her wedding day... Like the car flew off the Great Ocean Road into the sea and she was never found again. Or was she? Oh my God! <laughs> Maybe we should do this crime. <laughs> <laughs> but also Todd, who played a character, a character in it, but I'm just brush I can't remember actually the character's name. He went backpacking. That's how he left the series. I'm going backpacking. The <laughs> Have you heard of it? Uh, um, but... The comics on the panel may know there's a lovely and very funny uh, Melbourne comedian called Celia Pocola. Yes. yes. She briefly dated him. <gasps> oh. You get crime for you, but lots for us. We're like, <laughs> yeah, she's great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's Nate. like going out with Dean Gaffney. <laughs> for, um, <laughs> for, any, for any English people in. That's, um, <laughs> for the English people in. For the English people in, yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. Um, Thank you, Bristol. Bristol, we are going, we're in Perth. It's 1927. No, it's not. It's 1925. <laughs> Why lie? All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, we've got a 20-year-old attractive woman. Very oh, thank, thank you, history, for recording that. <laughs> yeah, but she's 1927 attractive. Yeah. It's all bonnets and... That's so true. <laughs> Ooh, she looks like she's had all the vitamins. <laughs> La-dee-da. Only a touch of scurvy. <laughs> also, I thought you said she was a tractor woman. And I was like... <laughs> My people! <laughs> it's the same thing. That is attractive. <laughs> yeah. It is, isn't it? I used to have a calendar. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, glossing over that. Um, Audrey Jacob. Okay, guys, she storms. Okay. Oh, we made it. Okay. It's down. It's down. Continue. <laughs> right, the attractive Audrey Jacob storms into the middle of a lavish charity ball. She walks directly up to her ex-fiancé, 25-year-old Englishman and boat engineer, <laughs> Cyril Gidley. <laughs> how? How? They like the engineering. How do the British guys keep pulling Australian women? It, Cyril Gidley? <laughs> Cyril Giblets? Oh. <laughs> and it, we're like, oh, he's got an accent. But no. his name's Cyril Giblets. <laughs> this is this is making Toadfish look a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> now you get it, right? <laughs> so she's she's walked directly up to Cyril. Uh-huh. Wait, this, did you in say ex-fiance or fiance? Ex-fiance. Ex-fiance over. Oh it's important. Mm. Um, walks directly up to our ex-fiance and um, at this charity ball, lots of people there. What happens next, you tell me? It's a thinker. I don't know, but I'm sitting on my hand. Okay, okay. <laughs> She's wearing a revenge dress. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. And she says, watch me walk away. <laughs> I'm going to turn myself in <laughs> for the murder I'm about to commit. I think she shoots him. I think she stabs him. Oh. So many options in Perth. I, I think she's just wearing a nice dress. <laughs> Is it such a crime <laughs> to stab you with my nice dress? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Okay, guys, I mean, someone's got it spot on. It's not Katie. It's... <laughs> I wish it was. It'd be a nicer story. It's Taylor. Shoots him. She shoots him. She gets out a revolver, shoots him in the chest. Oh, boy. And says, I've got you now. Okay. She yeah, is led, led out by police in front of hundreds of witnesses who have seen this happen and is arrested for murder. Of course she is. So Audrey goes So he dies. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course she is, idiots. Uh, he <laughs> dies. Yeah, he'll bounce back from I'd that. I'd love if you <laughs> just... <laughs> Hannah, I'd love if you just went, and that's the end of the story. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Died in prison. A bullet won't kill old Cyril Gidley. It did. It did. Um, wow. So, Audrey goes on trial. And this is the kick. We don't normally reveal this so far up top. She is found not guilty. It was the dress. <laughs> so initially, tell me your initial thoughts. What do you think happened? How, how, hundreds of witnesses, she shoots in point blank. Okay, okay, I've got this. What was that? <laughs> Katie? <laughs> He's wearing a bulletproof vest and he died of poison. Ooh. Yeah. Sarah. Remind me again, what were her final <laughs> words to him as she... She says... Well, I've got you now. I've got you well, now. I've got you now. Oh, wait, she's Australian. I love that I did her. I'm actually anglicising this quite a lot. I've got you now. <laughs> mum? <laughs> my mum was in this story? <laughs> you know her, you're my cousin. Um, <laughs> well, um, got you now, Taylor. I've got you now. I'm just thinking how hard it would be to dance in a bulletproof vest. <laughs> they wore crazy clothes. It would be fine. Oh, I know. He'd done something real mean. Ooh. Something heinous, even. Ooh. Now, he's a boat... What is he? Boat engineer. A boat man. And she's boat a tractor woman. <laughs> Very. The if love that Colonel Dan not speak mm. its name. <laughs> if she had just read her horoscope, she would have known. Very bad match. I reckon he's done something, and this is like... But see, you still don't get off if it's like, you know, vengeance. But, yeah, if she's an agent of kind of like the police or yes. um, it's but, some or kind defense. of... defence. It can't be defence. She walks up and he's having a nice time. She can't be... Like, that's not defence. The only thing I can think of is that someone else was shooting someone else at the exact same time. Ooh. And they can pin it. And it was called the shoot-up ball. Yeah. Uh, you know what? They should have known when they got their invitation to the yeah. shit up ball. <laughs> this could play out badly. I don't know if yeah. I want to go again. <laughs> so, wow. Do you know what? I'll go to the student union, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I won't go to, I'm going to the shoot up ball. It wasn't a student thing, actually. Or, or was what? it due to diminished capacity? I can't believe I articulated. Oh. <laughs> oh. She was in a fugue state. <laughs> Well, mostly... A fugue state. Fugue state. Fugue state. Oh, fugue. Well, do you know what? Most fugitive it, it, is my favourite film. <laughs> <laughs> what? Somebody who's on the run that's like... <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> All I remember is I'm a tractor. <laughs> uh, well, guys, it mostly comes down to her lawyer, Arthur Haynes. Now, Ooh. he was described as one of the most vigorous and devastating cross-examiners mm. in oh, the entire yes, please. state. Vigorous and devastating. I mean, who's turned on? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so, you I mean, had he... me at Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> Do you come with the gavel? <laughs> That's actually a judge thing, but, you know, <laughs> any nerds in the audience I wanted to clarify. <laughs> I should have said for the audience, because it's all nerds. So we... <laughs> Arthur knew this was a difficult case to win, right? So he knew that he had to present Audrey as a respectable, God-fearing woman. Oh. And who accidentally shot Cyril. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. And he had to prove that he was a cruel, abusive man. I knew there was... Oh, okay. I knew. I knew there okay, was but, like, was he a cool, cruel, abusive man? He was a cool, abusive <laughs> man. <laughs> you need to talk about that in therapy, Casey. <laughs> 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 me from age 16 to 29. That's everyone's university boyfriend. It was cool uh, to be gaslit. Yeah. Like, 
Um, you know, it's because of Ethan Hawke and Reality Bites, at least for my generation. Oh, I'm yeah. so old. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, Katie, you were right to question it, because this is Ooh. not necessarily the truth. This guy just wants no. to win the case. For example, when the prosecution searched through Cyril's belongings, they found something in there that incriminated Audrey. What was it? Ooh, nude pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, like, he's a shipbuilder, right? So, you know, at the front of boats, they have, like, the, the carving of the, you know, like, at the breast, the figurehead. The figurehead, figurehead. thank figurehead. you, Superman. Figurehead. Yep, thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, oh is it that guy? There's another person. Thank, thank you, you, man behind Superman. Superman. <laughs> I was about to say that's Robin, but that's the wrong character. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Lois. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god someone needs to make a the adventures of lois lane i'd wash the shit out of that we're ready for it i don't want the i don't want the man's anyway <laughs> put a pin in that it's just a show about a woman being gaslit because she thinks this <laughs> this guy looks she's like this good journalist. Guy. yeah she's a really good journalist and yeah, she's like that right guy there. you really look like that no it's not me <laughs> <laughs> it would be a hard watch yeah <laughs> Lois, you're crazy. <laughs> I reckon they found okay. a sexy figurehead from a ship in his belongings. Like, and look, she's all like, you know, boobs akimbo. <laughs> I don't think boobs can be akimbo. But, but they were like, what was Cyril doing with this beautiful figurehead? Because remember, his ex-fiancee was just medium attractive, or however you describe it. I mean, it. she was very attractive. Oh, very attractive. Figurehead attractive. Oh, Wait, and this, this is incriminating her. Yes. Yeah, they find something in Cyril's belongings oh. that incriminates her. Oh, yeah, okay, oh, figurehead. It's a diary. This is just Gone Girl from 1925. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does a man keep a diary? No, she's her, it's her diary. <laughs> oh, it's her diary. It says, I feel like killing. I'm like really pissed off because I had to be cool girl and this guy doesn't even appreciate it. So now I'm going to so ruin his life. Things are better now that I'm dead. <laughs> so, it was a letter written by Cyril oh, okay. 10 days before the murder in which he stated about Audrey, she threatened me with my life. Uh, I didn't um. make, um, she threatened me with my life if I didn't make her my friend again. This note is in case she keeps her vow. Oh, crumbs, it's not looking good. But also, that would be, that would be how you... Hear ye, hear ye! <laughs> I am Cyril Sneer. <laughs> Cyril? Cyril, if you're in the room, send us a sign. That was a tugboat. Yeah. Could you imagine the press if we did a fucking seance and got him here? Oh my God, you have to do a seance episode. We could, we could get a smoke machine, probably. Cursed women solving crime. Yeah. Thank you, next Halloween. That's such a good, let's, uh, I mean, I, like, I was never cool enough to have friends that did seances. Oh my God, we used, to, we used to do them at school. <laughs> oh, you? oh, I went to a Catholic school and some girls got expelled, not just suspended, expelled because they did a seance. Really? Oh, they were like, no they way. were dancing with the devil, Aussie school. <laughs> they were dancing with the devil, those girls, they're not welcome back, dabbling in the dark arts. <laughs> that was a nun who, like, that's how the nuns spoke. Oh, wow. Kicked out. Expelled, straight to expel. It's like, wow. no yellow card, straight to the red. Yeah. And yet, is it an exorcism, like a seance in reverse? Like, it's fine if you're sucking them out. <laughs> you just can't invite them in. <laughs> I don't understand it. So did you get away with doing seances? Yeah, we were just trying to contact John Lennon. <laughs> like well that's actually fine <laughs> that seems very nice actually really big fans of the Beatles the nuns <laughs> well you ask him if he remembers me I went to the concert <laughs> the idea that you don't get kicked out of school because it's just too sad <laughs> 
Adam. Also, why was an Aussie nun at your school and how had she seen the Beatles in Liverpool when she was a kid? It's a lot. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, wow. Okay, well. Wait, what? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Back to the letter. Um, she says... Right, right. So, they'd broken up a few months Light before. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. That's what I remembered. If Guess anyone's what? going for a drink afterwards, we're going to do that downstairs. <laughs> I've decided. Drunk women solving crime. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cyril wrote this letter, and also in the weeks before he was murdered, he um, drew up a will as well. Ooh. So these are suspicious things, but however, Sounds Audrey's like lawyer... He wanted to get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Can we victim blame Cyril? Sounds like we are doing. I mean, Taylor's doing it. So, okay, let's go back to the letter. The letter, Arthur Haynes said it cannot be used in the court. It Mm -hmm. cannot be used in the trial. Why? What was his What was his explanation? Prove the handwriting. You can't prove. Okay, uh, handwriting. Um, (laughs) The letter was never posted. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was still in his possession. It was intercepted. Intercepted by Royal Mail. You this isn't a li- this isn't a copyright claim. Like he didn't need to send it to himself. He just wrote it oh. as evidence. Oh, I thought it was like written up and then like chucked in an envelope, but it never left his possessions. No, Why? it was in there. He wrote it down just in case he got murdered. And someone it found is, it. is inadmissible because he was drunk when he wrote it. Ooh, well, inadmissible is the word they used. Prove that someone didn't plant it post mortem. Nice. It was very. I mean, Taylor, you got it spot on. I just wanted to say post mortem. (laughs) (laughs) It was. It was the. It was the handwriting. They said there's no way of proving that this was Cyril's handwriting. Well, there is a way of proving it. You compare it to his other handwriting. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no no way. Never written before. We didn't even English. know it could. He was English. He probably could write, like, no one else in the town of Perth probably yeah. could. Yeah. <laughs> like, you... No, I'm just saying, it's 1925 in Perth. Like, we're just so happy that you've come, basically. <laughs> like, Cyril is like, hello, I'm from England. And he had, like, 17 women be like, marry me! Save me! It's so hot! It's always 45 degrees here! So hot. It's so hot. Not in a good way. <laughs> Not in a sexy way. Sort of. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> The jury also didn't hear about complaints made by Audrey's parents to the police five months earlier. Uh oh. What do you think they complained about Audrey to the police? Her parents. Wait, they complained about her or they complained about him? They complained about her. Honestly, Audrey's starting to look maybe a bit dodge. (laughs) (laughs) And we started this story with her shooting a guy point blank range. And I'm only now (laughs) just going, hang on a second. Wait, yeah. Audrey. But she gets off eventually. Okay, so hang on. So her parents are complaining parents. about her. Mm. What could she have done that they're complaining about? Yeah. They oh. go to the police. Okay, so it's no. not that she keeps turning on all the lights and putting the heating up. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's like, why hasn't she got married yet? She's a woman in the 1920s, and she's probably... A, well, how old is she? Do we know yet? 
He's I, 25, so she's got to be... She's in her early 20s. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's old maid territory. <laughs> yeah. So the parents are like, why isn't she married? Oh, and I bet she drinks. She's fun, right? She wears lippy. She's fun. <laughs> okay. But also, why are the parents calling the police? I like, know. You know, you know, they should have... Talked to their done, daughter? Well, yeah, like... <laughs> I'm out, sorry. Which... <laughs> <laughs> We're, if we find a way to blame the mother on this show, we do. So, uh, Taylor? Was she being a bit stocky, but whatever the Ooh. worry Obsessed. would be back then, like an unnatural fascination. Oh, I'm sorry, like, that's the only Cyril. accent I can do. That's good, it's good. Maybe, like, a bit, your parents would call the police on you right. maybe if you were doing drugs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know it's what? the twenties, oh though. God. It's like yeah. maybe she Riders smoked a pipe or something. <laughs> 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 I reckon she was a bit deemed a bit racy. Oh, we're worried. She's a bit. She's dabbling in the lipstick or something. Yeah. Do you know what, Sarah? You are spot oh. on. Oh, yeah. Seriously, oh, no. could you imagine? Like literally, if your parents called the police because you were smoking and drinking, uh-huh. and they said that she had presents from the men on the ships. That was a Friday night on the Isle of Wight. That's <laughs> You know, of course, she's completely within her rights to do this. You know, can I just say, Go sorry, on. my mum told me it was illegal to shave your legs if you were under 13. <laughs> God damn it. And that she would call the police. Katie, I'm over 40 and I still adhere to that rule. <laughs> I guess your mum really got in my head. <laughs> your mum's amazing. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, remember so. when they tried to push, like, oh, it's February, so to protest something, we're not going to shave. And I'm like, who the fuck is shaving? February? <laughs> February, like, I just call that winter. Yeah. yeah. Genuinely, I shaved this bit for tonight. <laughs> For the audio listeners, I pointed to my vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Taylor's mum. I Oh, don't worry. (laughs) She really did. (laughs) Like, let's just make sure that the listeners at home are sure that she did. (laughs) Taylor, did she actually? I don't know, but... Hannah's her favourite, so it doesn't matter what she says. (laughs) I am Taylor's mum's favourite, it's so fun. Okay, so... Also, so... (laughs) You okay, babe? Yeah. One day I'll be good enough. (laughs) So, of course, guys, the jury, Mm. they're not going to like this. They're not going to want to know that she's smoking. She's not... doesn't sound very God-fearing to me. Said that the jury would have been completely male. And also, um, Haynes, the, uh, the lawyer ensured that they were all Catholic. However, he, he soon learned that Audrey wasn't a Catholic. <laughs> so a, what did he do? This is jury tampering. They're not allowed right. to do that. You're allowed to tamper to a degree. <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> I love how we all just went, oh yeah, fair. <laughs> That's like Hannah would know. Yeah. Why would she lie? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, so if it's the defence, they can temper a little bit because it's like, well, we don't want to be biased, so all Catholics, please. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. So they were all Catholic, but she then <laughs> found out that she's not Catholic. Is she and Jedi? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but this is his whole thing, is that she's this God-fearing woman. So uh-huh. what do you think uh, he does? She converts. Yeah, he makes her Catholic, yeah. He converts. makes her Catholic. Do you know what? Yeah, he baptises her like two days before the trial. <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's outrageous. Um, wow, can he do that? Is it like Captain of the Ship can also marry? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sort oh, of yeah, like, yeah. It's like a John the Baptist baptized? thing. Do they have the whole service? Is there a nice lunch afterwards? Like, how much time have they I got? Re- I realise that like he baptises her. He doesn't do it. Like, <laughs> a, a he priest dunks her in it, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> However, uh, so basically, she. this doesn't come out to like, 40 years after the trial that she was baptised two days before. This is like, yeah, okay. this is a thing. Oh, they're just like, she's baptised, that's all you need to know. Yeah, she's like super Catholic. Um, so, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's a window into 
Hannah's life, isn't it? Like so, she's in a restaurant with her husband. And they're like, what would you like to wait? <laughs> uh, Hannah, I've got a question I want to ask you. Um, I love you, and it's time that wait. <laughs> So basically, guys, her mum also said in her statement that she was afraid of Audrey because she had a bad temper. None of this was allowed in the case. Uh, Haynes argued it wasn't relevant. So instead, he represented Audrey as kind, loving young woman whose heart had been broken by Cyril, who was a womanising bastard. How did he do it? Well, to start, he said that Audrey was planning to do something very specific with her life. What was that? To Become a nun. Sorry. Become a nun? Yeah. <laughs> like, That's okay. what all Aussie women in that era did. They were just <laughs> like, I okay. fucked up, I'm going to be a nun. Like, it's like the get out of jail card. Yeah. Just be a nun. Nice. Okay. Sorry, I, I got excited and it wasn't even my turn. I'm sorry, Kate. No, it is your turn. There's no turns. I can't top that. I'm going with nun. You going in with nun? I'm going to go with... Um, <laughs> she was going... <laughs> I know we haven't got loads of time, so... She was going to um, just build an orphanage. <laughs> okay, okay. Do you know what? It is none. Oh! Yes. Oh, Audrey. Yes, 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 yes. She said, he said she was going to um, join a nunnery. This, this was also a case that was... <laughs> I can't was... believe it's called a nunnery. <laughs> what do you expect it to be called? I think I've said this <laughs> I learned this so much later in life, and I thought it was like... The author was just. But it's also a called a convent. <laughs> yeah, convent, I knew, but a nunnery is like, we grow them here. <laughs> From little, little nuns, the full grown nuns. <laughs> it's all in the soil. <laughs> I'm never going to see the word nunnery in the same way after tonight. The tiny, tiny nuns. Are these organic nuns? Or... <laughs> basically a trial by media and um, Haynes mm. was friends of lots of the newspapers um, because he was employed by them to vet their articles for libel before they went out. So he knew loads of the local newspaper people mm. and the, basically he got loads of articles about how nice Audrey was and how awful Cyril was in the press. So in terms wow. everyone was very much team Audrey. Um, in his opening address to the jury, Haynes described Cyril as a Lothario of the sea. <laughs> I mean, oh, no, I'm back in again. I'm on team two. <laughs> that is hot. That is hot. Yeah. It's pretty hot, right? Sorry. What is it you do for a living? <laughs> I'm, oh, is it English? I'm a Lothario. <laughs> he talks like that because he's called Cyril Giblets. Yeah. Lothario <laughs> of the sea. But basically, he got away, Arthur Haynes got away with this because Cyril was from Grimsby in the UK. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did I just uh, just a note there? Um, did I nail the accent? <laughs> Grimsby. Was it close to what I? I think so. Okay. That was not the reason. That was a bit of colour. And um, basically, none of his family could come out to the trial. So basically, he'd only turned up in Australia. Oh, he's a few unsupported. He's got no one there as a character oh. reference. The people mm. that he lived with when he um, lived in like boarding houses, they all said oh, that's super weird. Like, Cyril wouldn't have done that. They were perplexed by what was being said in court, but that wasn't enough. Oh, wait, they also went, well, he was foreign. <laughs> <laughs> that scans. <Yeah. laughs> mm. So let's go back to the night of the ball. Audrey mm. said she went to the ball that night, much earlier in the evening. She said she saw Cyril. She said he ignored him. She said that she was so upset by this that she went home, and as uh, she got changed, picked up her gun and oh. left the house. <laughs> Now, what did she say she was planning to do with the gun? <laughs> Scare him. Okay. Just a little bit of gun waving. No one has to get hurt. <laughs> she was actually going to do this sort of sexy femme fatale dance incorporating the gun. It's like a sort of interpretive dance thing. <laughs> oh, that's even better, yeah. To the song... Fever? <laughs> you give me fever. <laughs> We've all been there where you, it's all foam. It just fills your face. <laughs> Guys, she says she's going to go and kill herself. Oh. Okay? Well, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel really bad. She's really cramping your podcast. <laughs> no, this is where we need the denouement, Audrey. Pep it up. Do a dance. She is on her way to kill herself, but she... That's a great alibi, though, isn't it? 
that she's going off to kill herself. Well, there's no other reason that will let you off for having a gun. A gun. Yeah. Right? So when she said she's on her way to kill herself, I don't know where she's going to do it, but she's going to do something out, outside the home. She says something happens and she goes somewhere else. Where does she go? It's not the ball. Mackie D's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she smokes and drinks. She's off her phone. She's like, I got the snacks. Wait, it's worse. <laughs> Greg's. <laughs> and she's like, you know what? Like, I am off my nuts and I just wanted to know, you know, like yum yums. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. But like one really big one. <laughs> Oh, what? That's so expensive. Look, let me just go and ask my ex, Cyril, if he can fund this. And then she ends up with the ball. Okay, we've got Greg's. We've got Is McDonald's. Is that it? <laughs> Katie? I think she goes to her parents and she smokes and she goes, it um, doesn't matter if I'm smoking because I'm going to kill myself. Okay, <laughs> wow, okay, dark. No, I like that. And I'm going to shave my fucking legs. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm going to shave your legs. <laughs> it's so out there, it would scare you. No, you would be scared. Like, it's not a threat, but holy shit, it's scary. <laughs> also, did anybody else picture Katie at 12 shaving her legs and then turning herself in? <laughs> <laughs> yes! She would have, she would have. Yes. <laughs> Mommy, <laughs> I've sinned. <laughs> It wasn't, I didn't even want smooth legs. I just didn't want to be called Harry Mary anymore. <laughs> God, there's I so was much the wrong. only one. Anyway, oh. sorry, continue. Bless oh. me, Father, for I have shaved. <laughs> <laughs> and in an unholy place. Grimsby. It's a bad place because in its name it's got speed. <laughs> Guys, she went to church. Uh, or at least that is what she said. She said to say her rosary. She said uh -huh. being in church made her change her mind about killing herself. And she thought she'd go back to the ball to try and smooth things over with Cyril. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I see, I see, I see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes to the ball she finds Cyril on the dance floor we're back to earlier she says she touches him on the shoulder and he's dancing funny because of that bulletproof vest <laughs> <laughs> remember he, she taps him on the shoulder he's turned around and he says something to her what does oh he no. say oh yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> Oh, don't shoot me, lady. <laughs> I don't know where he comes from. <laughs> this is the Grimsby accent. <laughs> it's not, oh no. This is what she alleged he <laughs> said, because he, he does not have a voice in this. See, I kind of want it to be something like, oh my God, you found me. I don't know how you found me. But it's got to be like, the court, but like it's Isn't so that from Back to the Future? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Run for it, Marty! I was just checking. <laughs> I think it's something like it's got to be like abusive and something. So it's either going to be like, yeah. I fucked 10 people already, or it's got to be like, I hate you and you suck. Or it's <laughs> Did you just say run for it, Audrey? No, oh, I said run for it, Marty, because right. I was finishing the line from okay. Back to the Future. Gotcha. Any advance on back <laughs> run for it, <laughs> run for it, Marty, in this 1925 court in Perth. <laughs> so it's what he says to her, right? Yeah. He says, <laughs> help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> You're my only hope. So... Is it that? <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna hold off, Taylor. Well, I'm hoping what she says because what he says yeah. is you'll never have me because Ooh. she says I have you now. Oh. oh. Yeah, I've written for television. That's, <laughs> That's nice. Apparently, what he said was, "Excuse me, I'm dancing." Oh, oh kill him! Well, kill that, him. That. <laughs> 
Yeah, that is pretty bitchy. That that sounds like a terrible Britney Spears song that we've all forgotten. Yeah. Excuse me, I'm dancing. <laughs> Maybe then she replies, nobody puts Cyril in a corner. <laughs> no, wait. Audrey, I don't know. <laughs> but, like, he totally snubbed her. He, I mean, but this is what she said he said, you know? It, yes. it is literally he's right. But also, said that's said. not, like, murder. Like, it's not... No, 100%, 100%. Oh, so, wow. basically... Okay. Um, it turns out she says that she like feels a bit dizzy and accidentally shoots him. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what Hannah thinks of that. <laughs> There's no question hey, there. Hey, Hannah, just need a tampon. So, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, he wins the trial. The final tactic in the trial is to bring up the concept known as the unwritten law. Does anyone know what the unwritten law is? Very quickly. Don't shit where you eat. <laughs> I mean, I will take it. Never never kiss on the lips. Never kiss on the lips. I like it. Don't eat yellow snow. Don't eat yellow snow. <laughs> it is all of those and more. Basically, it's a popular understanding that respectable women who had been seduced or abandoned or jilted by their fiancé or lover had the right to defend their honour and take revenge. Oh. Nice. You know, and this is why feminism <laughs> is killing us. <laughs> I mean, half the men on the Isle of Wight would be dead, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> snubby, snub, snub. There is, there is a whole, I know we don't have time, but there is a whole, like, a legal precedent where, like, if a woman's, in the Edwardian times, if yeah. a woman's been engaged for, like, two years and then they don't get married, that guy, she can sue that guy because she was off the shelf for two years and she's depreciated in value. <laughs> yes! So she can get money. There's like a 100%. genuine legal precedent for this. Sorry, 100%. continue. No, no, it's completely true. And the judge basically Insulting, says... Insulting, but rewarding. <laughs> <laughs> the judge basically says it's an unwritten law um, oh because it's not the law, God. but it, it worked. And um, <laughs> apparently it's the only time that it's ever worked. Audrey walks free. Wow. Basically, everybody is on the side of Audrey, so everyone cheers and sort of but like... But she is like, super hot. I kind of wonder... But it's that revenge dress. It all comes back to that. She's a free woman. What do you think Audrey did with the rest of her life? Did she join a nunnery? <laughs> nah. She smoked and drank and she shot so many men. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was like, you've absolved me. Yeah. And, and now because she's Catholic, she can just go to like confession and then get given a penance yeah. and be like, oh, I shot 50 guys. They're like, you're cool. I oh, know, I'm Catholic. That's how it works. We're good. You're in the clear. Oh my God, perfect. Yeah, I mean, shortly after the trial, she met a wealthy American whom she married, went to America with, disappeared from public view. So, guys, she, she's here tonight. <laughs> Audrey! To Audrey! To Audrey! Wow! We have just enough time, and it is four minutes to have our listener crime. So, um, we have someone who's come all the way from Bloody Swansea. <laughs> You're right to whoop. Please put your hands together for Olivia! <laughs> Hello! <Yay>! <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I'm going to squeeze this in before I start, just to say that I've been a massive fan since like the first episode of you guys, and I've listened to you for years, and you're like my little friends on my phone that have kept me company through like some really crap times, and I just, I love you guys. Olivia, we have 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we will pay the fine. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. That's so, that's so cool. And also, like, I know it sounds really cheesy, but it is Thanksgiving today. And like, the only reason we carry on doing this is because people listen. So thank you to everyone. Yes. That is so lovely. Thank but Olivia, you. what happened to you? So my crime. Um, so we need to go. We're going back in time to 2011. We're in Swansea. And uh, it was the day before I was due to go on holiday with a friend. So I'd gone into town. Uh, gone to the post office to get my euros. Nice. Um, so I got my euros, popped them in my backpack, sorting everything out, and then walked out of the post office and realised I'd left my purse on the side. No. So I like, went rushing back in, um, went to the counter. My purse wasn't there. I asked at the counter. They checked the CCTV, and they were like, I'm really sorry, but there's a guy in like a Hawaiian shirt, shorts. He's picked up your purse. <laughs> Put it, oh, put it in no. his pocket and he's walked out with it. Like, we can see that on CCTV. Oh, and wow. I was like, oh, my God. Um, so I went out. <laughs> I rang my boyfriend, who was also abroad at the time, and cried down the phone for about half an hour. Oh. 
got myself together, went to my bank, because this was back in the day when you actually had banks on the high street. So I went to the branch. <laughs> the to high street is my taking card. the pounding tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I went to the branch, cancelled my cards, um, burst into tears in the branch. Yes, please. The manager came out and like ushered me into a little office and gave oh. me a glass of water and some tissues, oh. um, and like helped me cancel my cards and and kind of sorted me out and everything. As I was leaving the branch, then she came rushing out of her office to get me because the post office had rang and someone had handed my purse in. Oh wow! Um, and they'd like gone in, saw my bank card, and just rang the local branch of the bank just on the off chance wow. that I was in there. So yeah, my question is, who stole my purse and who returned it an hour okay, later? Well, I have and why? Questions. And there was nothing missing. Oh, there was no, that was my next. No, okay, there was so nothing yeah, missing. There was no cash or anything else missing. No, I, I remember I had seven pounds in there, <laughs> uh, and it was it was all still there. Thank God. That's <laughs> eleven, baby. Yeah, that's worth like seventy pounds now. Exactly, exactly, pounds exactly. You can exactly. Buy so many oh man. <laughs> but then, so what? The Hawaiian shorts guy took it by accident. Or I don't know. They they just they said it? he put it in his picked it up, put it in his pocket, and walked the out. Thing is he's he's conspicuous, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. he is in Swansea, to be fair. <laughs> Yeah. Where was he at the time? Uh, he was in Poland at the time. Okay, he's not involved. <laughs> no, no, no. No, not the hero. Not no, no, sadly My not. My first red flag about this story was that you went into the post office and I was like, <gasps> Royal Mail. <laughs> card syndicate. Theft. Hawaiian shirt guy, maybe Hawaiian shirt guy, stole my card. Yeah. What if they staged thefts at Royal Mail? Yeah. And Ooh. then somebody turns it in. They're That's like, the interception. The I can't rule out that the Hawaiian shirt guy accidentally took it. He was just an autopilot. He saw it there. He's like, oh, that's all my stuff. I'll put it in my bag. And then he gets a certain way down there. He's like, oh, shit, that's not mine. Like, you know, I have brain fog a I'm lot. I'm crazy. I wear Hawaiian <laughs> shorts. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, shit, I'll I take just it back. Maybe a Hawaiian shirt. Maybe he's like a seafarer. And he is on autopilot. He's like, oh, I'm going to go back to my ship with my purse. Doesn't make sense. Is <laughs> <laughs> right. that you trust a ship? He's, he's with a, a captain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, party wow. ship. Do you have any theories yourself? I don't know. I I like to think that he stole it, went out, went to like his like wife or or like mother or someone, and was like, oh look what I found, and she gave him a slap around the head and oh. said, oi, yeah. you go and take that back. And he got scared straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. he solved yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, oh man. I think the moral here is never. <laughs> <laughs> We're being very highbrow up to that moment. Uh, never trust a man in a Hawaiian shirt. I think that's what we, we, we've learned there. Um, Guys, we have just enough time to say, <laughs> Sarah, what are you up to? Where can people find you? Oh, I almost fell. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> All the build-up. It's, um, it's at Taylor Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm at Sarah Bonetto on social media, on the Twitters, uh, <laughs> Instagram and the places. Find me, but not Facebook. That's creepy. I need to nuke that. I don't want friend request. I don't, look, it's not you, it's me. Uh, <laughs> That's for, everyone knows what that's for. It's for your older relatives and your creepy cousins who ended up being racist. And you. <laughs> but they don't know about Twitter or Instagram yet, so let's go there. Or we're, <laughs> by the time this goes out, I don't want to date this by, like, carbon date it by mentioning social media things that are now and may not be now in the future. So find me on jibbity doopy doop. <laughs> Just enter your fingerprint and then say the password, which is... I mean, from what I've heard, it's yum yum. from the audience. From what I've heard, this is how you get under Mastodon. That is true, yeah. You blink four and a half times. Then you select a field. Doesn't matter what the field is, but it matters that you select it. Let's do it on that bombshell. Everybody give it up for Terminator! Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Thank you, Bristol. Wow, we had an amazing you guys time. Are so fun.
Um, and have a great time. Yeah, thank you. Keep listening. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.